Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we'll explore the topic of being drawn to some crystals more than others and why this happens, as well as what it means when you're no longer feeling called to work with those stones. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Evie B. And Evie says, what I struggle with most or feel most intimidated by when it comes to learning with crystals is that I feel like I'm not strong enough or not worthy enough to work with them. I'm wondering if you can suggest any crystals that relate to or help with overcoming your fears. EVB, I think this is something that we can all relate to sometimes. I'm sure we have all had moments in our life where we feel not worthy or not deserving or just like we're not good enough. And whether that's, you know, with your crystal work or something else in your life, we've all had those feelings of, um, a lack of confidence. And that can be so challenging to overcome, especially when it's coupled with worry and anxiety and fear that you're dealing with. So Evie, you've asked for some crystals that can help you with overcoming worry in your life. And some of my favorites are crystals that just help sort of calm me down, get me focused on the present moment. So crystals like white moonstone, lapidolite, uh, morganite, aquamarine, These are some of my favorites for just overall calm, that sort of feeling of um, grounding and connection with the present moment, with my inner self. They're very supportive crystals energetically. So I hope that some of those will resonate with you. If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know that those are some of my favorites and my go-tos for feelings of worry. But you can also try boosting your self-confidence directly with a little support from your crystals. So things like pyrite, golden tiger's eyes, citrine, heliodor. These are all great for your self-confidence. You can also try something for a little bit of self-reflection to find out where these feelings are coming from. Uh, If that's something that you feel ready to take a look at, something like black obsidian, hematite, labradorite, these are all really helpful and supportive stones. Evie also wanted to know how crystals help support us, how they work with us. Well, the main idea behind how crystal healing works, and there are lots of different thoughts about why this is, but the main idea is that Our energy field is always in flux. It's always shifting and changing and um, kind of always a little bit in a state of chaos, right? It's never just perfect and stable. Whereas the structure of a crystal energetically is designed around this perfect, stable structure. So it's thought by bringing that stable energy of the crystal 
into our own energy field, which is a little bit chaotic, through the process of entrainment, our energy field will start to mimic the energetic vibration of the crystal so that it's more aligned, more harmonious, and more stable overall, which can be really supportive energetically. But of course, there are lots of other ways that crystals can help Uh, work toward supporting us on our healing journey. One of those is that crystals are amplifiers and transmitters of energy. They receive, store, and transmit energy in a really profound way. That's why quartz crystals are used to keep time and watches. That's why we have um, magnetic and crystalline components in computers for data storage and that sort of thing. So that's another one of the ways that crystals are sort of thought to work for our own healing journey. And then there's also the energy of color. We know through lots of different studies in psychology that color has a profound impact on how we feel, on our mood and emotions. And so crystals of different colors uh, can make us feel a certain way, just like anything of a certain color could impact or affect our mood. Crystals in particular, though, get their color just the way anything else does, but through a really cool process of reflection and refraction of light. So when light hits the surface, some colors are absorbed, some colors in the spectrum are absorbed, and others are reflected, and the color that we see is actually the light that's being reflected. So it's that by bringing a a crystal of a particular color into your energy field, the light passes through the crystal, and then that uh, light of that particular color is reflected into our field. And so if we work with a yellow crystal, we're bringing the energy of yellow and correspondences of the color yellow into our field. If it reflects the color blue, then we're bringing blue into our field. Although some people think the opposite. Some people think it's the colors that are absorbed by the crystal that that crystal is holding on to and then amplifying that are actually the energies that we're bringing into our field. I'm of the former. I think it's the color that's given off, the color that's reflected that we most work with. But I think it's important to consider both viewpoints um, because it's probably not just one or the other. It's probably a both and situation, right? So there are so many ways that crystals work to help support us and we can access those healing capabilities through different methods of working with our stones, whether it's through crystal layouts, meditation with our crystals, crystal grids, crystal spell jars or bottles, anything like that. No matter how you're working with your crystal, just finding a practice that works for you and is compatible with your desired outcome is the most important thing. Evie also asks, how do you know about so many crystals? Well, Evie, this is really just through practical, hands-on experience. Um, There's a lot of things that I've learned along the way from books and classes and workshops that I've taken with some amazing crystal healers from around the world, some really spectacular authors in the crystal world, but I think there's no substitute for hands-on experience. So I think we can um, 
understand a concept sometimes, but we haven't really learned it until, until we put it into practice. So if I take a class, if I read a book, if I watch a YouTube video, and there's something that I'm interested in trying out, it's not until I've actually done that work that I feel like I've learned it. And it's not until I've done that work many, 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 many times over that I feel like I have a really profound understanding of it. So I hope that was helpful, EVB. Thank you so much for your excellent questions. And remember, if you're listening in and you have some questions that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning crystal healing certification program opens soon. Go to crystalhealerschool.com. Now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today. Why am I drawn to some crystals more than others? Have you ever felt mysteriously drawn to a crystal or stone? If so, it's highly likely that the crystal you're feeling drawn to represents an energy that you need in your life right now. When we're feeling really, really drawn to a crystal and we can't quite put our finger on why, it just seems to come out of the blue, out of nowhere, or we feel like we need to connect with that stone, maybe one that we have in our toolkit already, or maybe one that is new to us, there's often something behind that that's an energetic reason, Uh, something that we're kind of looking for, seeking, uh, that we need support with in our lives, and it's often that crystal that can be really supportive for us. There's a wonderful quote by the Persian poet and scholar Rumi that says, what you seek is seeking you. And in my experience of working with people in crystals for 15 years now, I have observed this to be true time and time again. When there's something in your life that feels like it's missing or something that really needs your focus and attention, then there's often a special stone that sort of draws you in, almost calling to you in a way um, that will support you in that particular work. If you're seeking to heal or balance some aspect of your life, a really helpful crystal companion will often appear at just the right time. These crystals help show us the path to transformation and wholeness, and they often come into our life when we need a little bit of a rapid shift and they help us create that for our own well-being. For example, in the first few years of my crystal journey, I really did not connect with rose quartz. It was a crystal that obviously I was aware of. It's very common. I just never felt very drawn to it. I didn't really get why people liked it. I thought it was a little boring. If I'm being honest, it just wasn't for me. Um, but years later, um, unfortunately, after my grandmother passed away, I was really struggling with a time of grieving in my life. It was really a difficult time for me because I felt very lonely. My grandma and I talked on the phone like almost every day for years, and it was something that I really, really missed when she passed away. I missed her presence. I missed her support. I missed her loving, caring energy. And I suddenly found myself very called to work with rose quartz. And I didn't put it together immediately that maybe that's what was going on. I just suddenly felt the urge and desire to connect with rose quartz as a companion for my healing work. 
Um, I was doing a lot of exploration with it and I realized that it was really helping me to process a lot of the feelings I was having, particularly that sense of loneliness, which makes sense because rose quartz is such a nurturing and supportive stone. It has such a caring energy about it, uh, really sweet, soft energy. And I realized finally, after some time, that I had been called to work with rose quartz during this period of grieving. And it wasn't until a few months later that that connection sort of started to dwindle. So I had to reflect on this because I, you know, the, these few pieces of rose quartz I'd been working with had been such amazing companions to me. And then it seemed like sort of all of a sudden out of nowhere, just as much as I was swept up in the desire to work with them, I suddenly lacked the desire to work with them or connect with them. I didn't feel as drawn in or called to them. And it made me a little bit sad. And I think that this is a really common experience for people who develop a deep relationship with a particular stone. It really becomes an ally, a companion in your healing work. And then when things shift and change and you no longer feel drawn to work with that crystal, it kind of takes you aback a little bit. You stop and pause and think, well, geez, what has changed? What's wrong? What's different and new? Why are why are things different? Why don't I feel called to work with this crystal? And, you know, it, it makes you a little confused or sad because you don't understand why that's happening. And I definitely went through that experience, but it was kind of a wake-up call for me. What I realized was that I was so drawn to that crystal at the height of my grieving process, right? For the few months that things were really, really hard, really, really tough, I needed the support of that rose quartz. But it was when I sort of started to emerge from that feeling and had worked through a lot of it, and obviously when we've lost someone, I don't know that we ever really stop grieving them. Um, But I think it gets better, right? And so when things started to get better... Uh, and changed and had shifted for me, I was no longer drawn to that crystal. And I realized this was nothing to be sad about. In fact, it was something to be celebrated because that crystal had been there for me as such a source of support. And this was an indication that, you know, I was kind of changing and things were changing um, for the better, which was really, really beautiful. So if you suddenly all of a sudden aren't so drawn to one of your crystals, don't panic. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your stone. It's just um, kind of the way this process goes. It ebbs and flows just like anything. And you know what? I felt really comfortable sort of setting those rose quartz stones aside because I knew that if I ever really needed to connect with them again, if I ever really needed their support, they would be there, right? They would be there for me. Just because I was taking a little break didn't mean that they were unimportant or didn't mean that my time working with them wasn't valid. In fact, it was quite the opposite. It was so deep and so profound that it was okay to sort of take a step back and breathe some fresh air, work with some different stones, um, and this was all part of the process. So it made me really appreciate how our crystals, just like people and Um, you know, situations and circumstances and environments all move in and out of our lives, right? Nothing is kind of permanent. It really helped me see that. And that was such a big lesson 
and grief in the grieving process as well. So my rose quartz gave me that as like a second gift. It was there to support me during the grieving process, help me with that nurturing, and then it was there to offer me that lesson as well. So I really hold a special place for rose quartz in my heart now because of that journey. Um, but you know, it's it's so funny to me still because it's a crystal I had never really been attracted to. And it's one that I don't go to very often anymore, but I know that it has a special place in my life when I need it. So feeling like this, feeling like you're disconnected from a crystal that was once really important to you most likely means that you've transformed or realigned that part of you that really needed the supportive energy that crystal was offering you. And now that you've created that needed shift, your crystal's either ready to do its thing all over again, or maybe even take a little rest. So you have a couple options for what to do with your crystal once you're in that period of no longer needing its support consistently. So what should you do with your crystals after this connection fades? You have sort of two options. You can either keep that crystal in your toolkit to turn to if you need it in the future, like I did with my rose quartz, or you might even be called to pass that crystal along as a gift to someone else who might need similar support. So if you meet someone in your life who's going through a similar situation as you were when you really leaned on that crystal for some supportive energy. It can be such a beautiful act to pass that crystal along as a gift, knowing that it may offer that person the same support that it provided for you. So if you find yourself being drawn to a specific crystal, listen to this. It's likely for a very good and deeply meaningful reason. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com blog. And if you enjoyed the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave me a quick rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Head over to loveandlightschool.com listen to check out our most popular episodes, most recent episodes, as well as all the places you can listen to this podcast online. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And again, I'd be so, so grateful if you'd take time to leave a five-star rating and a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And today I want to give a really special shout out to Frankie RG, who left a five-star rating and a written review. Frankie says, unwind and take a listen. So much amazing crystal healing information, a podcast for every crystal lover from beginner to expert. Frankie, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave this review. It means so much to me. I read every review that gets left. 
I love checking them out and and getting some feedback to help me keep improving the show. Um, We've actually just passed 1.5 million downloads, which I'm super excited about. And I can't thank you enough for listening every week, for taking the time to leave a review. And I really appreciate you. So thanks so much, Frankie. And again, if you'd like to leave a review and get a shout out on the show, you can head over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen, find your favorite podcast platform from the list on that page and leave a rating and a review. Thanks so much. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.